the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Boy, leave it to Sean to put on the music. Yeah, you know, that I played. How many years has that been? I don't know. It's Mark Eisler back with you again, filling in for Dennis Prager. As you know, it's always a privilege and an honor, and I never take it for granted. Hey, it's my 14th year finishing my 14th year of doing so. How many people can say that? Actually, probably none. <laughs> anyway, you can reach me at Mark Eisler, M-A-R-K-I-S-L-E-R, at AOL.com. Or Facebook, also at Mark Eisler, or at the Mark Eisler Show. i got to get that up and running again. I haven't used that for a while. And the way things are going, I may be back on Twitter if uh, things continue to go the way they have been. Sean, do you have a Twitter account? I don't even know. You, you, like a lot of us, we never use it, right? Also, I have some interesting uh, new plans coming up, so you can follow me at those venues and uh, see what I'm up to. So yesterday, Alan, being the great producer that he is, texts me and says, you know, Joe Biden's giving a speech tonight. And I thought, uh-huh, well, but Alan's the producer. That was enough. I knew I had to watch it. And uh, so I did. That's not easy. I asked the gentleman in the control room, did any of you guys watch it? They said, no, we can tell already it's not going to be worth too much. It wasn't easy watching it. In fact... It was very painful. It's hard watching something where the person makes up stuff amidst damaging information to his cause or outright lies. But it was all there. But here's what concerns me the most. What is he setting up? Because he was doing a lot to say, be patient with the results, wait for the results to come up. Uh, don't worry if it takes a while. I'm kind of paraphrasing just what went on. I'm just worried that they're up to something again. Why Why did he focus on that? Unless they're going to do something again and try to fix the election. So I don't know, Sean, if you can find some clips. I'll take whatever you give me. Uh, it almost doesn't matter. I mean, actually, I want to be fair to him. He was kind of articulate. you know. And now, now that I think of it, we have a comparison with Fetterman. He <laughs> he is so much better than Fetterman. I mean, he stuck to it. He made sense. Yeah, he's reading from a script. But it, it was almost impressive. I mean, it depends. Everything is relative. It depends what you look at. So if you find some clips, it will subject me and the audience to that. I was going to talk about the upcoming elections anyway, so maybe in the interest of fairness, I can give our side as you listen to him too. We both agreed. He said a country needs to have fair elections that the people can trust. So he's right there. If you don't have fair elections, you don't have a 
republic or even a democracy. They always call it a democracy. They don't get it right. Once in a while, they add the word democracy. So you might as well have a tyrant or a dictator or an oligarchy. You know, I've said many times on Dennis's show in the past that I strongly believe that Donald Trump won the election, won re-election in 2020. And I had listed over 20 anomalies that had to happen for Donald Trump to have lost. They didn't all happen. Donald Trump won re-election in 2020. I am just about as sure as that as you can be about anything that is not easy to prove. So, Mr. Biden, I'm an election denier also, just like you talked about. President won. And the Biden Department's Justice Department fighting just this little small bit of evidence. They have fought attempts in different states to have the election results reviewed no matter what he said. That's just one kind of small piece of evidence. Going after election deniers, as he calls it, with the force of the Justice Department and the FBI, under this administration, it's, it's like it's a banana republic. They've even gone after people, you probably know this, with excessive force at all hours of the day and night to intimidate those who think President Trump won. They have jailed people indefinitely whose only crime may have been free speech. Oh, yeah, there was trespassing. So, I, you know, the big thing is we're supposedly allowed free speech. Yep, they did trespass. And if there is violence by some of the perpetrators, they should be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. There was no such justice, by the way, right, for Black Lives Matter or Antifa, if you remember a couple of years ago. There's been no such justice for Hunter Biden or for Black Lives Matter. There's no, been no such justice for Hunter Biden, as I said, or even Hillary Clinton. When the scales of lady justice are tilted, then we don't have justice anymore. We're all in trouble. People who have no fear of the truth do not attempt or fight to get attempts at it, right? If you know the truth, you know it's on your side, go for it. I have nothing to fear. People who have no fear of the truth do just what I said. So the Constitution says, and I'll read it to you in Article 1, Section 4, Clause 1. This is just one example the times, places, and manner of holding elections for senators and representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof, not by the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, which is what happened, not by the Secretary of State of Pennsylvania, which is what happened, not by illegal means, which was done in many states besides Pennsylvania, but by the state legislatures. They broke the law last time. So that's one small example. So no ballots after Election Day, no ballots without signature matching, no ballots weeks before Election Day, no stopping the counting of the ballots in the middle of the night. I stayed up till 3 a.m., and I figured it out. I think it was Michigan I was watching, Wisconsin, and probably Pennsylvania. And I said, oh, he's got this down. Mathematically, I'm not great, but I'm pretty good. Boy, it's got to be a, just a landslide the other way for him to have lost. And I wake up in the morning, and supposedly he lost. The list goes on and on. I'm not going to read all over 20 anomalies, as I said. But until we have fair elections, the American people can never really trust the results again. So there, Mr. Biden, we agree. <laughs> I found something we could agree on.
So you deal with a different, here's the big thing, you deal with a different set of facts and a different agenda than I do. But for just one of the myriad of problems in the last elections, legislators get to make their state's election rules. And as I said, that didn't happen in 2020. And that has not been fixed to my satisfaction so that we can all have faith in future elections. So you kind of wonder, what was he up to? That's the theme that I caught. Why did he talk about, you know, having fair elections and waiting? That's pretty troubling. I can live with losing fairly. But I cannot live with knowing that elections are being stolen. And the left and the Democrats will do anything to win. Democrats left, that's about the same, right, these days? So what should happen in this upcoming election day? I predict, I know Dennis doesn't predict, but I, did, I won't be here next week, so if I'm wrong, you can't call me on it. A Republican win in the House for sure, and a likely win in the Senate. But I'll do more of that in, a late, in the third hour. third hour, I think we'll just have your, let me know what you think is going on in your state. Clearly, though, the American people have had it with the left's idea of America. That's why Biden is talking about uh, we have to save our democracy. They have nothing else. Why didn't he talk about inflation? Why didn't he talk about rising crime? Why did he talk about unfunding the police and no bail? You know what no bail means. The criminals get out the same day. There's no such thing as bail anymore in a lot of our cities. George Forrest, sorry, took care of that. Funding district attorneys who care more about criminals than about victims. To unbridled illegal immigration coming from people we know nothing about. Why do you talk about any of that? You, Mr. Biden, don't want to talk about those issues because you have failed on those issues. With that being said... I now worry about our election to come. I think Dennis, I, I know Dennis agrees with me on this, but I've said it for a year or two now. We need to go back to paper ballots and one election day, as Dennis has said. No more machines that could be manipulated. No more computer-driven elections where fraud can easily take place. Let's go back to what always worked, even if it's more time-consuming. We used to get the results pretty fast. Our republic is over if we can't keep it, as Benjamin Franklin just said, just read a, a book about him, amazing founder, which leads to another truth. Those on the left accuse those on the right of everything they're guilty of. Destroying democracy, that's them. Election deniers, that's them. Fascists, that's them. And here's another truth. They will lie with a straight face and with impunity. Joe Biden is so good at lying that he doesn't even know when he's doing it. He does it with such ease. Let me know what you think on the election and what he had to say last night. Mark Eisler filling in for Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. The Fed is unstable. Interest rates could go up at any moment. If you're relocating and need to buy a new home or invest in real estate, get fully underwritten and approved with Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian. At Sierra Pacific Mortgage, before you make an offer, their fast-track approval process will allow you to compete with cash offers, whether you're buying today, tomorrow, or a year from now. Even though housing prices are stabilizing or coming down, economic uncertainty, supply chain issues, and limited construction means the real estate market is limited and competitive. Go to andrewandtodd.com. That's andrewandtodd.com right now. 
Get fully approved today and have confidence so that when you're ready to buy, you'll have the money ready to go. Don't wait. Go to andrewandtodd.com. Lock in today's still historically low rates. Go to andrewandtodd.com. That's andrewandtodd.com. Mark Eisler back with you again, filling in for Dennis Prager. Dennis is in Denmark, right? Drive the country right? I don't want to mess up on that. (laughs) You know, just waiting to go back from there, I was thinking, if you can't trust your leaders to tell the truth, or anybody to tell the truth for the matter, I teach my students, you probably know I'm a teacher also, that if someone lies, if one of their values is lying, how can you ever trust them again? So if you can't trust your leaders to be telling the truth, if they they lose all credibility, that, that's, that's huge. So I'll get to your calls in a, in a little bit, I promise. Did Joe Biden ever talk to his son about Burisma or other shady business dealings? Of course not, he says. He says never. He, and he wasn't the big guy getting 10% as he was referred to, which, of course, is an outright lie. Oh, I, I got one here uh, recently. What were gas prices when he entered? He makes up total fiction. Watch this. Here's a quote, I think. Because of the actions we've taken, gas prices are declining. He remarked at an event in Syracuse, New York. That was, I don't know, last week, this week sometime. That's adding up to real savings for families. Today, the most common price of gas in America is $3.39, down from over $5 when I took office. However, the average price of gasoline nationwide was $2.39 a gallon on January 25th, 2021, roughly 48% of what Biden claimed it was, according to the Energy Information Administration. It's discouraging. He lies with impunity. Is the border secure? Just ask his vice president. Uh, that's, there's another winner. Sean, I never asked you this. Who's worse, Joe Biden or Kamala Harris? I mean, well, you gotta, I got to define what worse means. The answer is yes, both of them. I get from the crew inside, I get it too. Both of them. All right. Here's a quote from her. The border is secure. Vice President Kamala Harris lied to the nation on a Sunday on Meet the Press. Asked to justify the claim, all she could offer was, in that, that is a priority for, she said that twice, in that, that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. You know, I have ESL students who make a lot more sense than she does. We used to have opponents that had different opinions based on the facts. Now we have opponents that have a different set of facts than we do. That's discouraging. And they'll lie with impunity to get their desired outcome. It is still believed by many other on the other side that President Trump colluded with the Russians. Imagine the toll that took on President Trump during those years. Imagine if he didn't have to deal with that. And as if that wasn't bad enough, people like Adam Schiff, there's another winner. I think he's the congressman for this area, isn't he, Sean? I think, I think he's the station's congressman. Ah, that's great. Another liar. He claimed for years he had undeniable evidence about the case of Trump-Russian collusion. And he also lied over and over again with impunity. So let's pick on someone on our side. Liz Cheney lies about President Trump's involvement with January 6th and claims it was this great threat to democracy. Let me read a quote. He crossed, no, he crossed lines no American president has ever crossed before, she told George Stephanopoulos on ABC's This Week, days before the anniversary. 
What lines, I want to ask her. The false line that he urged his supporters to attack the Capitol? You, Liz Cheney, are one of the most despicable people ever to hold public office. I just, I'm showing you, when people lie it, it, and have no credibility, these are supposedly our leaders. She, this is something I thought of with Liz Cheney. She has destroyed any legacy her father ever had because people will only remember how you tarnished your last name. I, I, I know he supports her. That's his daughter. It makes perfect sense. But that's how the Cheney name is going to be remembered. She gives that great truth teller Hillary Clinton a run for her money. Uh, here's a quote I picked up. Uh, do you remember this one? The, uh, from the New York Times columnist uh, years ago, uh, Sapphire. I think it was Sapphire. He said of Hillary in January, on January 8th, 1996, 1996, quote, Americans of all political persuasions are coming to the sad realization that our first lady, a woman of undoubted talents, well, that I might disagree with him, who was a role model, that's true, for many in her generation, is a congenital liar. Do you remember that? And Hillary, what has he said lately? She said, quote, if he or someone, meaning President Trump of his ilk, were to be once again elected president, you will not recognize our country. And a lot of us on the other side think we don't recognize our country now with what Joe Biden and his people have done. She has the nerve to say that about President Trump when it's true of all those on the left and what we're witnessing, as I said now, with Joe Biden and who's ever pulling the strings. I mean, a lot of the times, you know, he reads the teleprompter. That's that's not Joe Biden. It's amazing that he has any credibility. And speaking of credibility, I picked up this quote from Benny Thompson, who's the leader of the January 6th show trials. I call them show trials. Here's a quote. As I viewed the film, as I've toured the Capitol, as I've talked to the Capitol policemen, Metropolitan policemen, National Guardsmen, we came critically close to losing this democracy as we've come to know it. That's basically what Biden was saying last night. So I have a question. You mean those ragtag rioters, one of them who had the nerve to sit, if you remember, in Nancy Pelosi's chair, those were the people that were committing going to take over this country? You've got to be kidding. And people on your side have lied to this day. You know, they keep talking about people being killed. Five police officers, I think they've said. There were no police officers killed. I think one had a heart attack or a stroke. And there was someone murdered or killed, however you want to phrase it. It was a Trump-supporting Air Force veteran. And we still don't have all the facts about what happened with that. No one that I know of with any real weapons, unless you mean the fire extinguisher, that you and your willing press claimed killed a police officer. And here's a question a lot of people have asked. Why did the Capitol Police let the demonstrators in, and why have they not been allowed to see thousands of tapes? We've seen nothing, and they have tapes of what went on. Who did the lying then, and who did all the lying and does all the lying now? And before yesterday's speech, here is some, a quote from Joe Biden. He called the attack, notice the Nancy Pelosi attack. We're going to use this. We're going to drag up January 6th. We're going to drag up uh, the attack on Pelosi's husband to make some political points. That's what the election should be focused on. So he called the attack on Speaker Pelosi's husband at their San Francisco home despicable and suggested it was a natural progression from lies Republicans had spread about the 2020 election. You, Joe Biden, you know that it came from lies Republicans have spread about the 2020 election. You know that. 
that may be one of the few things with your limited cognizance that you do know. Quote from him, this is despicable. There's no place in America. There's too much violence, political violence, too much hatred, too much vitriol. And what makes us think that one party can talk about stolen elections, COVID being a hoax, that it's all a bunch of lies, and it doesn't affect people who may not be so well balanced? Notice what they did last night, and we're going to get some clips. They don't want to talk about inflation. They don't want to talk about the economy. They don't want to talk about crime in our streets, a disaster at the border. So they changed the subject because they know they can't win on their record. Let me know what you think. 1-8 Prager, 776, Mark Eisler for Dennis Prager. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. On top of the special available to my listeners on the Percale and Giza Dream bed sheets, marked down as low as $29.98, Mike is now changing the game with his three-piece towel set. This set is made with USA cotton, making it extremely absorbent, yet still providing the soft feel you look for in a towel. This set comes with one bath, one hand towel, and one washcloth, typically retailing for $49.99. For a limited time, you can get this three-piece towel set for the low price of $19.98 with the promo code Prager. Don't miss out on these extraordinary offers. There's a limited supply so be sure to order now. 800-761-6302. Use the promo code Prager or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use the promo code Prager. Mark Eister filling in for Dennis Prager. And I think I'll go to your calls. Now, there's one more thing I wanted to mention to you. Remember the... Uh, uh, 50-some-odd uh, security people, not security, intelligence people, uh, they reported that uh, there was nothing to the Joe Biden story. This this is pretty scary because when, and this is the theme I think I'm moving towards, when the people in power are willing to lie, when you lose credibility with your constituents, we got a problem in this country. we got a big problem. And I want to believe that everything's going to be fair come this Tuesday but as you, I am concerned. Let's let's start. I promised you I'd go to the calls. Let's go to uh, Dave in Decatur, Georgia. You're on with Mark. Hi, Dave. Hi, Mark. How are you? Hey, great show as always. I wish they had you fill in more. Thank you very much. You're clearly one of the uh, most astute uh, commentators out there. So really enjoy listening to you. So, and you're, and, and you're not really even keep... and you're not my brother, right? <laughs> yeah, just mail me that check for 100 bucks. you promised me, it's, right? It's in the mail. Go ahead, Dave. Excellent. So uh, I, I can't believe what these Democrats are doing and, and the shenanigans they're going to try to pull with this election again. Um, there, there's no limit to what, uh, you know, how low they'll stoop. Here, here's the latest one I heard. I got a friend. He's a little bit left-leaning. And... He told me this utterly preposterous thing. He told me that there were a number of people from Trump's inner circle that under oath testified that Trump knew he lost the election and that on January 6th, he sat around and did nothing but watch TV and send out an incendiary tweet about Mike Pence. Uh-huh. That, that's, is that not just another Democratic talking point? That, none of that could actually be true, could it? No, I mean, I heard. I think I heard rumors that were similar to that. 
But there's no le- you're getting to a great point. There's no level they won't stoop to. I don't think we thought this about our opponents in the past. I remember that President Reagan um, would have drinks or whatever with Tip O'Neill, the former uh, uh, Speaker of the House, at night. And I think Reagan said to him, hey, you know, we get along so great, two Irishmen, whatever. What, what's going on in the daytime? He said, well, that's the daytime. But there was that civility. That was that credibility. There was that trust that you could have that this didn't go on. Oh, maybe, let me, I'll give you a chance, but maybe I'm being naive, because remember, uh, as far as I believe, uh, John Kennedy's election was stolen over Richard Nixon. His father and, and, and the mob and uh, other people, you know, had a lot of stuff going on there. So I I, I don't want to be unfair. Yeah. I, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, you're being very fair, because, I mean, I, I can't imagine that people like um, Trump's own attorneys, Trump's uh, cybersecurity guy. I can't believe any of them under oath would actually testify that Trump knew that he lost the election. I mean, that who would make something up so preposterous? Well, that's a great point. I mean, you know, I know Dennis takes no real position on it. He just, you know, he's terrific that way. Uh, but but it seems so clear to me that Trump won. So if it's clear to me, what do you think the president thought? Of course. Hey, you want to hear another thing that's going on here in, in Decatur, Georgia, sure. that I can blame the Democrats for? The crime is so out of hand. Wow. Our robberies are up, carjackings are up, but the biggest problem going on right now, and it's kind of difficult for me to talk about, I get very choked up, but I was talking to some local police officers, and apparently there's this cabal of Democrats and Hollywood elitists running around here kidnapping babies, killing them, and drinking their blood for adrenochrome. Can you believe that's going on? Well, thank you for your call. What I can believe is going on is the crime across the country. I'm trying to think, oh, in my neighborhood, which I won't give the exact area, but it was a well-to-do neighborhood, at least the upper-middle-class neighborhood. Now they're, for the last months, they've been stealing catalytic converters. So I figured, you know what? I got three old cars. I think I'll keep my old cars. I mean, that, that's but back to my theme. But they don't want to talk about that. There's always this diversionary attempt. Our democracy is on the line. And I think most people understand that if, if the democracy is on the line, it's, it's coming from you guys. Don't you often feel that you live on another planet? Let's go to Tony in New Jersey. Tony, you're on with Mark. Hi, Mark. Um, thank you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm really concerned about all this voting fraud and the potential for fraud, the early voting. And it's I ask myself, how did this happen? You know, how, how did the rules get changed by one side and the other side never seemed to agree to any of these? Hold on. I'll, pu- I'll put you on hold. Sean, let's put him on hold and we'll take your calls. one 776 Mark Eisler for Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. History repeats itself, and we're seeing that play out with inflation. When Jimmy Carter took office in the late 70s, gold sold for $140 an ounce. By 1980, the price of gold topped out at $870 an ounce. If today's market performs like it did when Carter was in office, the price of gold could skyrocket from $1,800 an ounce to $9,300 an ounce. This is Dennis Prager for AmFed Coin and Bullion. Don't miss out on a great opportunity to purchase precious metals while the prices are still stable. If history repeats itself, we'll see a run on gold, silver, and platinum that will certainly drive up prices. 
Be smart and buy now, as I am. At AmFed, you're dealing with specialists who provide you with personalized attention, honest information, and sound advice. You'll never be pressured into buying outrageously priced so-called collectible coins or anything that you don't need. Take advantage of today's prices. AmFed Coin and Bullion, 800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com, AmericanFederal.com. Mark Eisler filling in for Dennis Prager. Back with you again. It's my 14th year of doing so. Well, we're finishing it up. As I said, I think Dennis is getting an award for free speech in Denmark. Kind of ironic that he doesn't get the same award here in America. Well, maybe he don't have free speech in America anymore. But it's always been an honor and a privilege to fill in for him because no one can replace him. And you can always reach me, though, at markeisler at AOL.com or on Facebook at Mark Eisler, M-A-R-K-I-S-L-E-R. And maybe I'll even go back to Twitter now that um, Musk has uh, taken it over, and uh, we'll see. But I do have some exciting broadcast things coming up, so follow me where you can. In the first hour, I talked about Democrats and the left's, same thing, rigging of elections and their ability to lie with impunity. This is all necessary as part of their strategy to change America. That's what's going on. In fact, do you remember Barack Obama, one of the first things he did? He went on an apology tour to apologize for America. Remember that. As if a leader from the greatest country in the history of the world needs to go on an apology tour. I can think of hundreds of countries that should have come before us. But you know something? I think deep down, leftists hate America. You don't want to fundamentally change what you love. And I, Dennis talked about that in years past. If you understand that, it will explain much about their policies. Unfortunately, most Americans don't get that yet. They think we have to unseat Barack Obama or Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton. When, as Dennis says, the names almost don't matter. We are no longer choosing, as the late comedian used to say, Mort Saul. I don't know if you remember Mort Saul. I think I'm going to mess it up a little bit. But he used to say we often get a choice between tweedly dumb and tweedly dumber. Something like that. You can call me at 1-8-Prager-776 if I mess that up. Maybe in the old days that was true about the choices we had. But now we're choosing between the left and our founding ideals between the great American experiment and just another socialist European country, or worse, a communist tyranny of some kind. If the American people would really start to understand this concept, that the left wants to change America fundamentally, election choices would be easy, especially if we still have fair elections. That's what I talked about, as you know, in the first hour. You either like limited government or you do not. You either like your freedoms or you do not. You either appreciate the ideals of our founding fathers or you do not. It's all on the line now. Dennis has called it the next civil war, and he is right. Either we save our country as it was intended, or you might as well give it all up. The most obvious mission of our founders was to create a government with limited powers, especially on the federal level. After all, they'd seen the abuses of kings and tyrants, queens, you name it. That's what they were getting away from. They left that in their native lands. And here in America, they experienced it 
as subjects of Britain. You remember the Tea Party when it came towards the end. Under that concern, they argued long and hard about how much power the federal government should have. And they came up, they were unbelievable. They came up with a federal system of power with specified powers for the federal government, powers for the states, and they left everything else to the people. They didn't need the government to tell them how to live their lives. This was the first time in history that a government was created that the founders didn't want to have too much power. Because what the state can give you, and I've said this for years, the state can take away. And that's what's going on now. They believe that God gave people their rights. And so, I think I quoted this in the past. This is from the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it and institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. There's a lot there to digest. But it explains, among other things, why they work so hard in limiting the power of the federal government. And the left, you've got to know this, hates the idea of limited government. They always think they know what's best for us. But the founders knew better. And even with the federal government, and you know, you probably know I teach history and I teach government, I teach a lot of stuff. Even within the federal government, they wanted a system of checks and balances. So Congress passes laws, but the president can veto them. Ah, but if you get over two-thirds vote in the Senate or the House, you can overturn. Actually, it, it wasn't just that. But if Congress overrides those vetoes with a two-third vote, they can enact the laws, but then we have the Supreme Court that can say the law is unconstitutional. These guys were geniuses. They were unbelievable. That's why they created the government that they did. So, to cite another pressing example, as I mentioned in the first hour, the state legislatures get to decide about election laws. As I mentioned, not the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania, not the uh, uh, Secretary of State in Pennsylvania. That's what occurred in 2020. Those founders, as I said, had unbelievable wisdom. And you may have heard me cite this in the past when I had the late, can't believe I have to say late, late great Bruce Hershenson on my radio show years ago. And I said, Bruce, do you think God was involved with the founding of America? And he said, Mark, did you ever think how young the founders were and how they got everything just about right? Well, I can't prove that's what happened. I can be reasonably sure that if there was a poll, and I did this on a television show I had years ago, and I asked all five people on the show, Russia, you know, Egypt, wherever they all came from, I don't remember anymore, where would most people around the world choose to go if they could pick up and go anywhere? And they all said America, and they all said 100%. Well, that may not be true about it being 100%, we're still the beacon for the rest of the world, for freedom, for democracy, even if that's, you know, we created a republic. 
But that's what they always mention to me. Even illegal immigrants say that to me. We came here for opportunities. We came here for freedom. But the left wants to undo that, or almost all of it. That's what's going on now. They want the federal government to make most decisions. They believe they know what is best for us, how you should live your life. Forcing you to take vaccine was just the latest incarnation of this. Forcing thousands of people to lose their jobs if they didn't comply. And forcing untold number of companies to close down because of loss of customers. Yeah, Gavin Newsom, you did that. And all the governors who did the same thing replicated that. It wasn't the pandemic that did that. It was government that did that. And where, I want to ask you, did the government get this power to ruin people's lives? Certainly not from the founders. And now that the students are back in public school, they're thrilled because they can indoctrinate them again. So they come out as young leftists. And you probably heard me say this. I've said it for years now. It's not a wonder that our students graduate who are on the left. It's a wonder that any of them come out as conservatives. And now the left, of course, has found a new way with social media, censoring those ideas and thoughts they don't agree with. So we don't get to hear both sides, which is why they're going ballistic with Elon Musk, right? His purchase of Twitter. He's no conservative. But the fact that he doesn't believe in censorship of our ideas is enough to make them go crazy. (laughs) Does he have enough money to buy Facebook? Now that (laughs) would be the next step. They will do anything they can to stifle debate because their ideas never work, which is why in the first hour, my theme continues, Joe Biden is a threat to democracy, nothing about inflation, nothing about our borders, nothing about crime in the streets. He didn't want to talk about any of it, which is why they arrested political prisoners on January 6th. Mark Eisler for Dennis Prager, and uh, Sean, you make it so painful. We're trying to decide on which clips to play. And so, okay, I said I would listen again to see if I like them, but then I had to watch them again. I saw it up on my screen. The pain keeps going on. All right, let's play the first one I saw. Go for it. This is Joe Biden last night. We don't settle our differences in America with a riot, a mob, or a bullet, or a hammer. We settle them peaceably at the battle at the battle box. The ballot box. We have to be honest with ourselves, though. We have to face this problem. We can't turn away from it. We can't pretend it's just going to solve itself. There's an alarming rise in the number of our people in this country condoning political violence or simply remaining silence because silence is complicity. I hope you'll ask a simple question of each candidate you might vote for. Will that person accept the legitimate will of the American people, of the people voting in his district or her district? Will that person accept the outcome of the election, win or lose? The answer to that question is vital. We know democracy at risk is at risk. But we also know this. It's within our power, each and every one of us, to preserve our democracy. And I believe we will. You know why he had trouble defining what kind of box it was? Because they didn't know, he didn't know which box they were stuffing. You know, he didn't quite have that right. He had trouble with that phrase there. 
difficult to watch. So what's that, three times? So I have here a tweet uh, well done by Katie Pavlich. Biden claiming we don't settle political differences with riots is a complete wiping of what happened during the 2020 presidential election. The most expensive riots in American history, courtesy of the left. Billions of dollars in damage. Many people killed. Communities ruined. And here another, here's another one, Spencer Brown. Biden's vote for Dem's speech tonight showed his usual lack of self-awareness. But this line about the people's right for self-determination versus an autocrat is wild, coming from the man who unconstitutionally forced Americans to choose between a vaccine and their jobs. And I think Hillary is still claiming that the election was stolen in 2020. She's still going around uh, blaming everybody but herself, of course. And what about Stacey Abrams? I, I think she thinks she's still governor of Georgia or became governor of Georgia. Why does she have to run again? Oh, it's for re-election. I got it. I mean, do you guys ever feel out there that you're living in another universe? I do when I listen to all this stuff. All right. I said I wanted to hear what you had to say. Let's go to Matthew in Lansing, Michigan, Matthew, you're on with Mark. Oh, honor to speak with you. I like what you're saying. Um, the Democratic Party flips the Declaration of Independence upside down for their pursuit of happiness over liberty and life. They do it in the womb, and then they do it out of the womb. What they do in the womb, they do out of the womb. They're no saints, okay? They want power. It's all about power. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is life body, property, and survival. They put survival above property at the border, body above life with abortion, a property above body with, with prostitution. They do everything in the opposite direction, the same as the terrorists and the criminals. That's why they are on the same side. They want to free people from law and order. No, I, I totally agree with you. In fact, what they do that's very interesting is when it's convenient they refer to the Constitution. <laughs> Only when they want that, they don't really believe in it. I think if you could poll them, you'd see that, uh, you, you know, they don't, the, the Bill of Rights, freedom of speech, right to bear arms, these guys want no part of it. They just give it yeah, lip it's all, it's all out the window for them. Thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Yep. Thank you. Let's go to, uh, and Sean, thanks for the, helping with the uh, dropping of the call there. Uh, let's go to Tom and Glendora. You waited so long. Hi, Tom. You're on with Mark. Hey, you're doing a great job, Mark. Thanks, Subbing sir. for Dennis, as you uh, as you always do. And I uh, really love the call late last hour from our brave American hero, that veteran who claimed that he has not seen anything so frightening happen to this country as he has in the last two years. He's exactly right. And you're spot on when you expose the evil lies told by Joe Blyden. That ought to be his name. It's not a joke. B-L-I-E-D-E-N. It's a pandemic of lies that makes the COVID pandemic look like nothing. And I never thought I'd say this, Mark, but I truly believe that uh, the Democrat Party has become the party of lies. Who is the master liar? The devil. It's sinking to the level of the devil. And the last word in devil is evil. And the evil perpetrated 
by the war on fossil fuels that cripples our ability to even defend ourselves. The slaughter at the border of innocent little kids. Afghanistan leaving women and children to their death. The abortion of a baby being born coming out of the womb after nine months. If this isn't raw evil, I don't know what is. Mark, we need a reawakening. We have left our godly roots, as flawed as this nation was, and it was terribly flawed with slavery, at least we had God. We repented after the horrible evil of slavery and, and went back to God. But now we're losing that. We, we need this MAGA, Mark. Yes, make America great again, but make America godly again. All of us Judeo-Christians must become honorable warriors. Fight every day nobly in every way that you can to warn people and to do everything in your personal life to spread goodness and love as the Bible mandates that we must do. We must become total warriors and this November 8th, Tuesday or before, whenever you vote, I believe the only way to save this great nation is vote out the demon rats and vote Republican with all their flaws. At least they're God-based and there's hope. May God save the best nation ever on earth. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate your call. Let's let's me think about the thought that I never thought America would be like this. The idea that the FBI might come to my door now and ask me some questions I'd refuse to answer them unless I had to by the threat of law or imprisonment. I don't trust them anymore. I never thought I'd say that. I thought when people were talking about the deep state that they were overdoing it. They were going to extreme lengths. But now we know at the Justice Department, at the FBI, there are people there that are biased, that don't care about doing their job in a fair and honorable way. That's what I said before. If I was an FBI agent, I think I'd have to consider resigning before I'd go to the former president's house to search for information to try to get him on something. To go to even Mike Lindell, one of the sponsors here, uh, to take away, did they take away his cell phone? And they, they've certainly done that to other people. Imagine the Federal Bureau of Investigation that we, in movies and television shows, we had always honored. I don't trust them anymore. I don't trust the Justice Department anymore. I can't believe I'm saying this. It didn't take them that long to destroy the United States of America. We got to take it back on Tuesday. Let me know what you think. 1A Prager 776. I'm Mark Eisler filling in for Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. Mark Eisler sitting in for Dennis Prager. We're talking about the elections to come on Tuesday, talking about the Democrats' facility at lying. We're talking about what's happened to our country. It's, it's, it's hard to believe what's going on, as a lot of callers have expressed. And speaking of callers, let's go to Mike in Detroit. Mike, you're on with Mark. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, this is all through the looking glass. You've got the uh, Stalinist show trials and the Nazi uh, Gestapo tactics. But, you know, this is bordering on a mental health issue. You know, you're talking about projection. You know, here's this guy projecting uh, the, the, you know, evil motives, destruction, destructive actions and behaviors and evil intentions from the Democratic Party to the Republican Party. And then it's like transference in a sense because they're trying to transfer their guilt and responsibility for the political violence and destruction 
you know, they brought on our country. You know, it's just it borders on a mental health issue. It really does. Well, I don't think it's a mental health issue. I think they know what they're doing. I know what they're up to. They everything that they believe and everything they do or almost everything. I want to be accurate. They push on to us when it's true about them from lying to yeah. trying to subvert the election system. Everything they say is just the opposite. Uh, the borders, uh, Joe Biden saying the gas prices were uh, higher when he came into office than they were, but he's brought them down. Inflation is under control. Jobs are great. Uh, whatever they say, they, it's, uh, that's why I said I think I'm living in, in another world. I, I don't think, uh, with all due respect, Mike, I don't think it's mental illness. I think it's evil. I think that's, this is what they're up to. This is part of the lying with impunity I mentioned. Well, you know, um, if you read the rules for radicals, I know, you know, one of the ones they use all the time is hold your enemy up to their highest standard. And if you can get them to bend over backwards to be fair to you and then lie, cheat and steal. I mean, they they are using a lot of the rules for radicals as strategy and tactic. There's no doubt about that. But when they get up there and start talking like that, you're thinking that there's a mental health issue under that umbrella of the Democratic Party. Look at these caricatures. Well, I think individuals, maybe, obviously, uh, yeah. I, I don't like to even talk about it, but Joe Biden obviously is lost it in some ways. And uh, the thing I think about, I can't believe his wife even let him go through this. Uh, you have to feel yeah. sorry for the guy, but that, their quest for power doesn't end. Look at Fetterman in Pennsylvania. Did you watch that debate the other day? Th- that that was oh, embarrassing. Oh, my God, yes. Um you know, they just, um, well, they've tried every tactic they could, from political violence to to every uh, trick in the book, you know. And the amazing thing is, when they say threat to democracy, they are the threat to democracy, exactly. you know, and they make no bones about it. It's just like going through the looking glass here, listening to these people, you know. Yeah, Alice in Wonderland. That, you're, you're right. You're, that's why I said I'm trying to think of other uh, ways I could reference what's going on out there. I watch this stuff, and it's very difficult because I think, uh, am I living in the same world they are? And But that's why I said if Americans can start to understand that this is what the left does, they lie, they make up stuff, they they don't want to be honest with the American people and say, you know, imagine if they said what they're really up to. We hate the Constitution. We hate the Declaration of Independence. We wanted to radically transform this country. Obama kind of said it. But, yeah. but of course, what was it? I don't know. Remember, eight days before the election, seven, 15, whatever it was. That's what these people are yeah. up to. We have America on the ballot on Tuesday. That he was right. Although he call, kept calling it a dem- democracy. It's not a democracy. It's a republic. Because uh, the founders, in their wisdom, knew that they couldn't let the people vote on everything. They they didn't trust them, the whims and their emotions at the moment, right? So you have the great—I read a book on President Lincoln uh, recently. He was amazing, but the people didn't want him at one point. They were not happy mm-hmm. when the war wasn't going well. And they might, if they could have voted that moment, they probably would have voted to remove the greatest president we may have ever had in the United States. So they created a republic. They created— checks and balances they created giving power to the states Mm -hmm. and above everything else power to the people they understood this the left doesn't want that and i think that's the message and thank you for your call i think that that's the message we have to get out there that it's not about the individual candidate it doesn't matter if it's joe biden or hillary clinton we have to defeat the left we have to defeat those who want to destroy this incredible experiment in in freedom 
and, and, and Dennis going to Denmark to get an award for freedom of speech. I find that ironic because freedom of speech is under attack here in the United States. You have to be so careful what you say and what you do. You could lose your job because you don't take a vaccine. You could lose your job because you, you're not politically correct. You're not woke. I never thought I'd see this in the United States of America. It, it, it's just unbelievable. 1A Prager 776. Sean, do we have enough time? Or he says no. <laughs> it's time to just tell you. Call. Let me know what you think. It's Mark Eister filling in for Dennis Prager. You know, Sean, when I hear that theme music at home, I think, oh, no, you're not on. Don't start. It's okay. It's just Dennis's theme music. It's funny. After all the... How many years has he had that theme? I bet you don't even know. Uh, I got him. I saw the look on his face. He doesn't know. <laughs> anyway, I'm filling in for Dennis, as you know, my 14th year finishing up. As always, you can reach me at markeisler at AOL.com, M-A-R-K-I-S-L-E-R at AOL.com, or on Facebook at Mark Eisler. Maybe back on Twitter now, too, since the censors seem to be gone. And I'll get, I promise I'll go back to my Mark Eisler Show page because I have unique podcasts to come. My famous monologues or infamous ones, interviews about people's lives, and perhaps my old format. I don't know if I could still do that. I had two Democrats and two Republicans every week coming on talking about the issues in the news, and they got along really well. I'm even thinking, I don't know if that's possible anymore. Because the theme today is that the Democrats have become the left, the party of the left. So who knows? But there's no one on the air who does anything else, does anything like what Dennis does. He is all we have left with his unique take on the news and his wisdom about life. There was only one other person who had Dennis's wisdom, although, as you know, he was more focused on politics. You know who I'm talking about. That was Rush Limbaugh. And boy, do I wish we had his take on the news and on politics in these troubled times. No one on talk radio could ever compare to Rush or Dennis. So all we have left now is Dennis. And we better treasure every day that he is on the air, which, of course, we hope will be many years to come. There's nobody else like him. No one else in his league. With that being said, I'll do my best to try to be a, give you an impersonation of a good talk show host. In the first two hours, we talked about the left's fixing election results, their impunity about lying to reach their goals. And when you then realize that what they're trying to do is fundamentally change our country, then all their positions on all the issues will make sense to you. But in this final hour, I want you to call in with anything you want to talk about. But with election days just a few days away, it's crucial that you go out and vote. And get everyone you know to go out and vote. This great experiment in liberty is on the line. So now I'm going to give you my take on the elections to come, and you can give me your take at 1 8 Prager 776 and any calls from the last few hours I'll try to get to. Now I know Dennis doesn't believe in giving predictions, but I have no such inhibitions. And Dennis has been kind enough in the past to say to me, Mark, what do you think about this or that politically? He respects my my take. Besides, you won't be able to call me on it next week if I'm totally wrong. But I see a big red wave coming. That's my take on it. 
the people are most concerned about their pocketbooks. I got a degree in political science years ago, and uh, that's one of the few things I remember is that, uh, that we learned. That in the final analysis, unless there's a huge war going on, the people will vote their pocketbooks. Especially if you look at the food price. I can't, every time I go into the store, I, I can't believe the price has gone up again. And gasoline is back rising again. Inflation and the economy are the number one issue. Followed closely, as you know, by rising crime rates and people feeling generally unsafe. I live in a neighborhood that was thought to be pretty, I don't know about upper class, but certainly nicely middle class. And now you can't walk the streets the way you used to. The homeless in Los Angeles, if you don't know, they become so aggressive. Uh, you may feel sorry for people who are homeless, and sometimes there are some good reasons. But in general, they have alcohol problems or they have drug addiction problems or whatever. And we got to find a way to get them help. But in the meantime, people in the neighborhoods are worried. If you come to Los Angeles and look under the freeways, you'll see Tent City. You don't even have to go downtown anymore. As I said about crime, I worry about crime and I never did before. Now I look around and I see what's going on. So these are the issues people care about. So I predict a tsunami if everything's on the line. If everything's above board, imagine saying that in the United States of America. It seems obvious to everyone that we're going to retake the House of Representatives. If for no other reason, the party in power almost always loses in the off years. Almost like, I think, repentance for voting for the wrong presidential candidate. And boy, did they do it this time. But this time, there is more than just that on the ballot. People, I think they're very worried about surviving at all. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they pay the food bill and the gas bill. I don't know. Maybe they take a second job, a third job. And we may finally see the end of Nancy Pelosi. That that kind of sounds good. I predict she'll leave sometime after the election when the House is taken back by Republicans. I think her her time is up. Isn't that nice? No more Nancy to kick around. <laughs> Didn't Dick Nixon say that years ago? Maybe, by the way, she can spend more time with her husband. I heard he's a good guy. He surely looks like he needs her support. But, as I got myself in trouble, I wish the new speaker was not Kevin McCarthy. I don't trust him. I've met him in the past when he promised me something he didn't do. If you remember, he's not always supported President Trump. By the way, notice we pick on our own, at least those on some of us do on our side. The other side never does that, just about never. And he wasn't behind President Trump, at least initially, over the so-called January 6th riots. And to me, loyalty is very important. So I mentioned my late great friend Bruce Hurstenson again. He told me the story that during the time when he was getting, there were thoughts of impeachment of President Nixon. He said, Mark, I went up to the second floor of the White House and I tried to convince the president that he didn't need to resign, that he could get through it all. But President Nixon would have none of it. And here a lot of people think so ill of former President Nixon. And I'm not defending some of the things he did. But the fact is he didn't want to do that to the country. Unlike Bill Clinton. He refused to put the country through that. So I too care about loyalty with my friends. It is a quality to be valued. Tell me what you think of loyalty as an important value at 1A Prager 776. And Kevin McCarthy, as I said, failed that with me. But not just abandoning President Trump, 
I just want, want someone more articulate who can express our point of view and our views, as I've been saying, we would win easily. Imagine if Dennis was president, someone like Dennis Prager, who could express in a reasonable way what makes America so special. That's why I wish Jim Jordan would be the new speaker. Now there's a fighter. But alas, I think he's going to head a committee, I forget which one it is, we're not going to get Jim Jordan. And even more troubling, we still have Mitch McConnell. He's far worse than Kevin McCarthy. Don't you love it when people on our side don't represent us or they sell out? He as much as gave up. You remember this? A few months ago, he gave up on Republicans' chances of winning the Senate. I think he blamed it on some of the candidates who were running. Imagine that from the leader, the Republican leader of the Senate. He's bumbling. He's rambling. He's weak. And as some of his, these other people, I don't even remember their names, who guy from center from texas and the other state these guys know better so he didn't show loyalty to president trump either and his wife president trump appointed his wife as secretary of labor and she left with a week left by the way nikki haley i think um, disparaged president trump with a week or two left after what happened on january 6th loyalty is important to me President Trump was not perfect, far from it, especially with Twitter and some of the things he said I wish he wouldn't say. But I think he was one of the greatest presidents we've ever had. My choice is Lincoln and Reagan, and he's up there because of what he did. I care about what people do, not what they say. You want to care about what they say? You watched Joe Biden last night. If you, want, you care about democracies on the line, you're the one destroying democracy, and you say it's on the line. That's why I say I often feel I live on another planet. But the Republican Senate is full of people without principles. Need I mention Mitt Romney? Do you know he's not even supporting his colleague in Utah, Mike Lee? He hasn't come out in support of him? We are a party of spineless Republicans who care more about joining the swamp than saving our country. Oh, need I mention Liz Cheney? Oh, boy. There's a special lady. She's despicable. And here's one prediction that's likely to happen. She's going to be a panelist on one of the left-wing TV shows, uh, in the news, so-called news shows, CNN, CSNBC. I don't know which one it'll be. She has even fewer scruples than Mitt Romney, if that's possible. And I was a delegate for Mitt Romney. I have to do repentance all the time, Sean. Mention that. And maybe she's so full of herself, I have this prediction. Maybe she's going to run for president of the United States, amassing less than 1% of the vote. So somewhere in that neighborhood. But I'm going to start my predictions, and you can call in with yours at 1-8-Prager-776 in no special order. Do we have time, Sean, or should I wait? All right, I'll wait. Let me know what you think. Mark has to fill in for this. Feeling this way. Tell me if I'm wrong. Mark Eister for Dennis Prager. It's always a privilege to be sitting in for him at the end of my 14th year of doing so. You can reach me at markeisler at AOL.com, M-A-R-K-I-S-L-E-R at AOL.com. I said I'll weave in my predictions with yours. I'll take some of your calls and comments. I think Herschel Walker will win in Georgia along with the spineless Republican Governor Kemp. I say spineless because he didn't support the president either. Herschel Walker is a good guy. I think he comes across that way. And they'll do anything they can to destroy him. People vote more often than you think for who they think is they like and who they think is a good person. And I think that'll be important there. Uh, 
Uh, by the way, Stacey Abrams will lose for governor, and she'll once again claim that she lost the election illegally, even though more people than ever are voting in Georgia. But, of course, Democrats cannot be called election deniers. So, like Hillary, she can go on with that claim forever as she writes her next salacious novel. Have you ever seen her novels, Sean? Something you, someone like you might want to read. They're, they're, they're pretty salacious. I, uh, he's, he's offended because I said someone like him. Yeah, you know, it's, it's beneath me. <laughs> I think we lose the New Hampshire Senate race. I mean, it's possible, but I, I want to be as honest as I can in my take. It's been pretty disappointing, New Hampshire has, in the last few races. Florida's an easy call for Marco Rubio and Ron DeSantis for governor. Less easy is New York. But Lee Zeldin, it's hard to believe, Lee Zeldin, a Republican, has a chance if New Yorkers finally see the light. That's my hometown. I, I don't hate to admit it anymore. Actually, if you live in a place long enough, maybe I could say L.A. is, well, no, I don't want to say L.A. is my hometown. Where can I move to? There's nowhere to move to. You don't think I think about that? When I think about leaving California, I often ask, okay, where do I go? <laughs> it's not easy to call. But I wouldn't bet on Lee Zeldin winning, but there's a chance there. Pennsylvania is much more difficult to predict, but I'll go out on a limb and say Oz pulls it out. I saw I say limb because some polls show Fetterman ahead. You know, you never you've learned never to trust the polls. They're trying to uh, depress the vote. Rush used to be great on that. Don't get discouraged. They're trying to discourage us from going out. So unless they steal Pennsylvania again, it's hard to believe people in Pennsylvania will vote for a far leftist like Fetterman who, believe it or not, might be more cognitively impaired than Joe Biden. Now, that is impressive. When I watch the guy, I want to be fair. I feel sorry for him. He doesn't make any sense. He, he clearly has lost it. So how do you function in the Senate? I guess he won't have to. He'll just do whatever Schumer tells him to do. And what am I thinking? They voted for Biden, didn't they? Actually, they didn't, but that's what I'm worried about. Election fraud, as I've said throughout the day. Ohio is an easier call for me, J.D. Vance over angry Tim Ryan. Remember what I said, people often vote for people they like. I remember in the election, I was a kid, but between Kennedy and Nixon, Kennedy won on television, Nixon won on the radio. Kennedy came across as more likable. That I'm not saying that was the, the determining factor, but it is one of the factors. Arizona is very tight, but I call that race for Blake Masters. I'm doing mostly Senate because we care about taking the Senate over, although we got to get rid of Mitch McConnell, which won't happen. The House, I think we have, as I said. But the Libertarian dropped out in Arizona. I don't know if you noticed that. I think, yeah, Dennis mentioned that the other day, and I think that uh, Blake Masters should win. By the way, if Libertarians cared about our country first, they would do that everywhere. Adam Laxalt in Nevada, I predict, too, will win. Oh, and I need I say, not that it matters, Sean, one of your favorite people is going to probably be defeated. You have no idea who I'm talking about, right? Beto O'Rourke. No more. Uh, okay, you know what you can do? You can go visit him, rollerblade with him while reading the salacious novel from Stacey Abrams. Beto's lawn signs out in California. Maybe they think he's running in California. He could be rollerblading to California. They just don't know. Really? Beto O'Rourke's I haven't seen that. You should... Why don't you knock? He says he drives past them every day. Why don't you knock on the door very gently and say, where, where do you think he's running and what is he running for? And where do you live? Oh, that is, you should got to take a picture of that. Governor, so Governor Abbott of Texas is going to win easily. And speaking of losers, 
I predict Joe Biden will not run for re-election. That is, if he can control the decision. Because I think his wife is getting as much out of this as anybody else. These people crave power. And instead of, I mean, watching Joe Biden, you would think you're the wife. You don't want him to be put through this. Where's, where's your compassion and understanding for your husband? She has a doctorate in education, and I can tell you what that is worth. I have a master's degree in education. And as my political prof- uh, science professor at Brooklyn College once said to me, I asked him, so what is this degree in political science worth? You know what he said, Sean? He said, that and a token will get you on the subway. I knew it was useless, but he proved to all of us that it was. But it's going to be all hands on deck to see who replaces Joe Biden. They've got a problem over there because it ain't, and I mean the word ain't, even though it's incorrect. It's not going to be Kamala Harris. She's already way over her head. She may be more out of it than even Joe Biden, if that's possible. Sean, why are you laughing at that? I think I think she is. I never take my opponents for granted. I ever, ever hardly argue about their intelligence. She's just not that bright. She often speaks, because I know teachers, like she's talking to kindergarten kids. It's an embarrassment that she became vice president. In fact, this may be the saddest team of president and vice president we've ever had. Now, that would be a challenge for people to come up with a worse set of president and vice president. I recently read a book about my favorite president, I may have mentioned Abraham Lincoln, called Team of Rivals. He was smart and gracious enough to win all his opponents over his side. But my point is that all of his rivals were special, and they all would have made probably likely good presidents. And Lincoln knew that, which I believe John Kennedy also knew, as I mentioned before, about Richard Nixon. He thought Nixon was very bright. It's a different time now. But this duo, Biden and Harris, may be unique in American history. They may be the two worst individuals ever holding these high offices. It's hard to believe that this ever happened to America. Tell me I've been dreaming all these years, past two years, but I predict neither one of them will be in office past this term. And then they'll have a dogfight for the next nominees. On our side, I believe President Trump will run again, as will Governor DeSantis, as will Secretary of State Mike, former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, all of them credible people, followed by a group of what I call the disloyals. Remember I've been talking about loyalty a little bit? They have no chance of winning, and they abandon the president. That includes Mike Pence, Nikki Haley, Chris Christie, just to name a few. You weren't loyal to the president. He appointed you, he helped you, and the first sign of trouble, you abandoned him. That's why I say loyalty is so important to me. You owe it to the people you care about and who have helped you in life to be there when they're in times of need and times of trouble. It's not acceptable, and they're going to lose big time. That's why I brought up loyalty previously. Let me know what you think. one Prager 776 I think we win big, and let's hope this, the fraud is pretty small. Let me know what you think. I'm Mark Eisler for Dennis Prager. Folks, this show is now available on TV, and I urge you to go there and watch it. Go to SalemNewsChannel.com or download the app. You can also watch us on Roku and Fire Stick. Salem News Channel, the antidote to the mainstream media. Uh, I think we'll go to your calls. You've heard a lot of my predictions. Let's see what you think. Ah, here's someone who... 
I don't know if she hopes or really thinks he's going to win. Let's go to Karen. Help me with that, Sean. And there we go. Karen in Long Island, New York. How are you, Mark? I'm well. How are you doing, Karen? Okay. My fingers are crossed. Even my uh, local congressperson, I think, is going to lose just down ballot. But I would forfeit that because I know we're going to get the House for Zeldin. I think New York is forever changed. We will be California if we do not win Zeldin because I will think about leaving New York and I was born and raised here. So tell me. I kind of got your prediction, but I didn't get it. Well, my prediction was that uh, he probably won't win, but I would. Yeah, he's got a chance. That's the most optimistic because I just don't trust New Yorkers. Like it's like living in California. It doesn't matter if it says D next to your name, you win. If you have an R next to your name, you lose. Uh, It's it's depressing. By the way, where would you move? That's always the question. If you're in a left state. South Carolina. Where? South Carolina. South Carolina. South Carolina. So you know at least. In a second. Yeah. Uh, by the way, which is worse, New York or California, in terms of leftism? Well, uh, I think that California is worse. I have one daughter that lives in California, indoctrinated at university out there. I have another daughter that lives in Manhattan, indoctrinated in a university, a Catholic university in Indiana. That's all I'll say. And they're starting to see planning their weddings. It's very funny, the inflation hitting. In New York City. Yep. And I said, well, it's only going to get worse, so you might as well elope and then take the money and move to Texas. <laughs> I, like, I like that from her mom. Uh, you know, I, I agree with you. I think California's worse. That's why this will give you some hope. I think he's got a shot at it. I, I don't know how much has to happen in New York City from subway crime to inflation, as you say, for people to get the idea. But they're so indoctrinated. I, I grew up in New York. I don't know if you heard me say that in Brooklyn. And they they were in mourning when Republicans win the White House. I mean, it's it's like another world for them. So, but I think it's you're another world. Yeah, but I think you got a but shot. New York at it. as a whole, New York as a whole, upstate. I have friends that are mm-hmm. state troopers, and even with the Trump went over in the, that election two years ago, I have never seen anything like it. I think what happened in the to that poor woman in Buffalo with her ex-husband beating her to death in front of her kids and the mother coming out and they had the New York Post article on the front page two days ago. That was, might be, you know, for Rochester, Buffalo. And that's where Hochul's from, is up in that area. I'm keeping fingers crossed on that. And maybe they have relatives downstate in the city. Karen, I got to tell you something. push him over the top. So people know, when I grew up in Brooklyn as a kid, we would never worry about taking the subways. I, I would switch. I don't know if you know Brooklyn. I would switch at Brighton yeah. Beach for the local line because yeah. you know what I'm saying to get home to Coney Island where I live for part of the time. I would never worry. You could be out late at night. My mom could work to all hours and we wouldn't have to worry about her. It's just mm-hmm. an example of what's happened to the world, uh, to the United States, to New York in particular. Uh, you know, I have family that would love to move to New York, and I, oh, you'll visit me. I don't know if I'll visit you. It's not the same anymore. But then again, it is it. And I raised my kids on Long Island, but literally they're city kids. We would take the train into the city, and I never take a cab. We were strap hangers from a very young age. My daughter still takes the subway. I give it up to the Lord, but we never, I'm always still on the subway. I just stand by the 
by the stairwell. I was thinking of that. The train's going to come and it's going to come. We got to go. But if I was on the subway platform, I'd hold on to the wall. You never know. Some crazy is going to throw you in the tracks. Let me know what you think. Mark Eisler sitting in for Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.